0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Let's open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I make it known that I do not trust nor depend on my limited human abilities, but I'm trusting in you, Spirit of God, to teach through me this very important principle. Let it go into the hearts of the people, and I make it known beforehand that I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody that agrees, say, Amen. Amen. Just want to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear for the privilege to speak to you again. And so the title of my message tonight is, Did God Say? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I meet people all the time, sometimes members. Uh, No, in actual fact, all the time members or Christians, people that are Bible-speaking, tongue-talking, Bible-carrying Christians. And they would say things like, God told me I've got to go to Cape Town. And then as the leaders of the church, you know what I'm talking about, right, leaders? And, um, and many times we would say, hey, brother, sister, I don't think that's what God wants you to do. We just sense it in our heart, Amen. And the more you want to try and say, but are you sure? They would say, God said so. And so my question tonight is, did God really say? And I want to show you from the word of God that you can be a tongue-talking, Bible-carrying Christian, and you can not hear the voice correctly. That's the key, correctly. I'm gonna give you two examples from the Bible where I will prove this. Now, let's start at the beginning. Let's establish a good pattern so that nobody feels out here. Number one, in Romans, the Bible says, for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are the sons, and I put in here, and daughters of God. Amen? So everybody that says, I wanna be led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says that you are a son and a daughter of God. If you are led by the Spirit of God. In other words, you hear the voice of God. You know what God's Word is, what's God's will for your life as described in the Bible. Very, very important. We see then at the minute that I get born again and I'm filled with the Spirit, I am led by the Spirit. I receive the special endowment, which is called the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit, the result of his presence within me. We are talking about Christians here. We're not talking about unbelievers that are saying, no, God told me I must go to get down. i going to smoke the weed. No, all right, no, no, none of that. So we're talking about Christians here, amen. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, joy, peace, Patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's called the fruit. You can see it is the fruit that is produced because you are led by the Spirit of God. Amen? So we're talking about some good Christians here. Amen? And then we go on and we see we see in 1 Corinthians 12, we see over and about the fact that I'm now filled with the Holy Ghost, and the fruit of the Spirit is displayed through me. People now can see there's something different about you. The fruit shows them there's something different about me. I'm, I have self-control, I, I have patience, I, I'm kind. Then also the Lord gives us an extra endowment. The Holy Spirit then can come upon us. Amen. Which is called the gifts of the Spirit. Also for you, the believer. And those things are, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the workings of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the discerning of spirits and to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, works all these things, distributing to each one individually as the Spirit wills. So, the fruit of the Spirit is permanently in our lives, the gifts as the Spirit wills. So you might be walking in the street and the Lord sees there's somebody here that needs a touch and you receive, you've just sensed the presence of God. You sense the, the gift of faith in operation and that you can pray for healings and miracles and signs and wonders and you pray and the man stand up and he walks. That's how God works. Now that's a pretty cool Christian, right? Amen? That's pretty, That's pretty good. So we can see here, let me just go to the next one. God has anointed you so that you can know of things to come. God has given you, according to 1 John one twenty, He has given you an anointing so that you can know all things, the Bible says. So God has anointed you so that you can know all things to come. You do not have to be in the, in the dark about things. That is now quite an apt application there, all right? But you, you can know all things. There's no reason why you should not know things. Secondly, God has given you the fruit to bear for others to benefit from. Your kindness, your faithfulness, your yes, if I say I'm going to be there, is yes and amen and you will be there. You don't halfway through. Well, now are you inviting, you're inviting me like to Santa and for car. Whew. Sorry, I couldn't make it. You know, something happened. My car broke down has given you the fruit to bear for others to benefit from. Your kindness, your faithfulness, your gentleness, your self-control. And then lastly, God has given us the gifts for helping people. Amen? So when I look at these qualifications, wow, this is a good Christian. How many of you would agree with that? This is a pretty good Christian. I mean... So, I'm going to show you now, and I'm going to take you back into the Old Testament. And if it was possible for the Spirit to have influenced Moses or to receive him, because we know there was no outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament before Jesus came. But if there ever was somebody that would qualify, okay, would be Moses. For the Jewish people, he's the deliverer of the people, he's almost like a Messiah for them, he's the prophet. He's the man that speaks face to face with God. We can't stand it. You speak to God. So let's look at the life of Moses and let's see, did God say? That is the thing that you should do, okay? So let's go to Exodus 17. It says here, the Israelites are in the wilderness. They've been moving around in the, towards the promised land. And now they get to a place where there's no water. They haven't had water for a long time. And they're saying, Moses, you brought us out of Egypt. And now look at us, we're gonna die in this place. And they're moaning and they're complaining and moaning and complaining. Come with me, moaning and complaining. Say it again, moaning and complaining. And so even the Lord says that this is a stiff necked people. And so they say, we need water. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. Horeb is where they received the 10 commandments, the mountain of God. And you shall strike the rock. So God gives Moses very specific instructions on what to do to bring forth the water. And water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. This portion of scripture here says that Moses did it correctly. Let me summarize it this way. Moses asked the Lord for direction. What do I do? They want water. All right. Number two, Moses got the instruction and how we had to do it. Strike the rock with your rod. Thirdly, Moses executed correctly as witness by the elders, the Bible says. So the Israelites asked Moses for this water. He did exactly what God told him to do. There was a pattern. Okay, go, take your rod, strike the rock once, and then water will come forth. And that's how we'll provide for for the children of Israel so that they can know that I'm a good God. Some time goes by, And all of a sudden we see that the water dries up, they moved around to different places all over the wilderness. And again, they need water for their livestock, for their families, 3,000 plus Jews in the wilderness. And again, they are moaning and complaining. Moaning and complaining. So the Israelites asked Moses a second time. We want water. But now Moses cannot believe how stiff-necked these people are. In actual fact, the Lord says, Moses, I will take you and your family and start a new nation through you. I will destroy this people because they are a stiff-necked people. Moses intercedes, said, No, Lord, don't do it. What will the people think? And the Bible says, And the Lord relented. Imagine that you can speak face to face with God and God can relent on something he wants to do. But here we have it now. For a second time, they are asking for water. Moses has had it up to here, I'm sure. And look how. A good person can get it wrong. This is the lesson I want us to learn from this. I'll show you where Moses went wrong. So let's get here. Let's get to it. Moses represented the Lord correctly. Yes, we got that. Thank you. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly, after they're asking now a second time, they went from the presence of the assembly of the people to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. This is where they would meet God. And they fell on their faces. Now Moses up until now did it correctly. He didn't say, okay, guys, I know what to do. Bring the rod, Aaron. Went to the tabernacle. We go to God and we ask for instruction. Help me, Lord. Help me to get through this situation. They fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Here is the instruction. Saying, take the rod. Now most of the time, I just heard the first word. And now he's already thinking, okay, I know what to do. Don't worry. I've sorted this out. Take the rod. You and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together for them to witness the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give them drink to the congregation and the animals. So Moses, what did God say he must do? Speak to the rock. Take your rod in front of all of the congregation but speak to To the rock. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod and water came out abundantly and the congregation and the animals drank you see because Moses made a mistake and we'll get onto that now God did not punish the Israelites by withholding the water but Moses paid dearly never went in to the promised land because he misrepresented the Lord. And listen to this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me to hallow me, to make me holy in the sight of the people, in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Now let's quickly summarize here. One, Moses knew God could bring forth water. He did it before. But he went the right way, the right posture. He went and he received instruction from the Lord. Number two, Moses asked God to help and asked knowing God will perform a miracle. Number three, Moses was angry with the people for contending with them all that time. And that is where he misrepresented God because the Lord says you have misrepresented me with the people if you look at Jewish commentary on it there are five or six different things that comes out of this I've mentioned one or two already but it basically the people now thought God was angry with them just because we asked for water and so the Lord said you will not go into the promised land I did not say strike the rock. I did not say be angry with the people. I did not say misrepresent me because you gotta hallow me. You gotta make me holy in the presence of God. Moses misrepresented God by showing Moses, by showing that Moses was angry and thus showed them that God was angry so they got the wrong picture of who God was. They only asked for water. Moses went out angry. They thought God was angry with them. Nevertheless, the water came forth, but he didn't speak to the rock. He struck the rock because that's the way God did it in the past. Amen? Moses did not listen to the instruction to speak and not strike the rock. Amen? Moses went on his previous experience or what he thought God said. You see, family, and that's exactly how we sometimes make the mistake. God delivered us in a certain way and we believe he's gonna do it each and every time. And then we think God said it this way. Or we know of somebody that they were miraculously flown to Cape Town. So now we think, well, we also, God's gonna do exactly the same thing for me. And God did not say that. God did not say, be angry with the people. God did not say, strike the rock. But God said something differently with the same outcomes. We can know God as people. We can be filled with the fruit of the spirit. We can be filled with the gifts of the spirit. We can operate in the power of God, speak, prophecy, lay hands on people to recover, we can know God. We can fellowship with God. We can show the fruit in our walk with God. We can operate in the gifts of the Spirit of God. But we can miss God. You see, so many people think that God will do it the same time, the same way okay same way God is the same yesterday today and forever amen family he changes not but he can choose to do the same thing in a different way and the, the and, and the and the impartation tonight to you is wait on the Lord wait for God Wait for Him. You know Him. You fellowship with Him. You display the fruit. You have the gifts. Wait on Him. And then when He issues the instruction, follow that instruction. And it might sound crazy. Speak to the rock. I should hit the rock. But follow His instructions. And that's how God will bless you. But because we don't want you to come back in three months' time and say, I don't know what happened with God. Nothing happened in Cape Town. It's not God. You are misrepresenting the Lord. Amen, family. All right. Now, there are people here tonight, I believe. I'm gonna close in this prayer. That's it, we're done. Okay? I want to. How many of you receive that principle? Amen. Speak to the rock when God tells you, strike the rock when God tells you. Don't misrepresent him. He is holy. Hallow his name. Some of you. Perhaps that's what you're doing all the time. You're twisting the gospel, using scriptures to suit your unique circumstances. And the Lord says, go forth in the Ferraris. Didn't say that. Raise your hands. Close your eyes. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today. Where we've missed it, Father, where we've misrepresented you, We ask for forgiveness, please forgive us. Lord God, lead us, Holy Spirit. We are led by the Spirit of God. And therefore we ask that you lead us and guide us and direct us. If you say strike, we shall strike. If you say speak, we will speak. If you say stop, we will stop. If you say go, we will go. We will follow a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. If you go, we go. Let your goodness go with us all the time. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody that receives say amen. God bless you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this time. If you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Johnny, I never, uh, uh, I've i never allowed Jesus to lead me and guide me and direct me, and let alone even hear His voice and be directed by the Spirit of God. I would love to have that because I'm making so many mistakes or perhaps you think you're on the right way or perhaps things can be better wherever you are now today. But you wanna make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. No one is moving around. So here's my three invitations. If you wanna make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, or secondly, you used to serve Him but you backslid, and you wanna come back and restore that relationship, or thirdly, you wanna have assurance of your salvation. You wanna know that if you were to die tonight, right now, that you would go straight to heaven. If that is you, at any one of those three invitations, I'm gonna to count to three, and then I'm gonna ask you just to raise your hand so I can see, the Lord can see, that you mean business and then we will minister to you. You ready? Wherever you are, you ready? Did God say? Don't think because mom and dad are Christians, you will automatically go to heaven. Everyone must work out their salvation with fear and trembling, the Bible says. The Bible says in 1 John 5:13, you must know that you have eternal life. So if that is you and you wanna make right tonight, You wanna restore your relationship. At the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand quickly so I can see, the Lord can see. Thank you, I see those hands. Thank you, I see those hands. Thank you, thank you, I see those hands. Thank you, thank you. See that hand there, thank you. Yes, thank you, amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, a worker, a dream team is coming to lay their hand on your shoulder. They're just merely coming to agree with you in prayer as we pray. Amen. And now I'm gonna ask all of those that raised their hands, that made a decision for the Lord, to say this prayer out aloud. And I'm gonna ask everybody to join in as we say this, because the Bible says we must believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. So we're gonna confess with our mouth. Are you ready? So let's say this. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Come as I am, Lord. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me so I can go free from this day. I believe in my heart, Jesus is Lord of my life. I say it with my mouth, I believe it in my heart, and now I receive it. I am saved, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God.